Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Ramelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven-figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable, so let's jump in. Two of the most challenging titles out there are mother and entrepreneur. They both seem to bring out the best in us and the worst, and maybe the only thing more challenging than starting a business or raising kids is doing them together. In today's episode, we're talking about how to balance raising a business and babies with balance. Is that even possible? Uh, Spoiler alert, yes. And we are going to talk about exactly how it can be done. I cannot wait to jump in. All right, so I started my business with a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a four-month-old. Who does that? I mean, my hormones must have still been really off to have thought that this was a good plan. When I tell the story, even I can't quite remember how I did it. I think there's just this giant overall fog of forgetfulness at this point, and I'm like, how the heck was that possible? But there I was, wanting something of my own. I really wanted an outlet, something that could be mine, that I could be proud of. But today, I wanna talk about what growing babies and a multi-six-figure business and a seven-figure course, what that really felt like. It felt like the trenches. That's how I refer to those early years, the years of diapers and sleep schedules and nap times that never really work out like you pray that they will, the work hours that have to be smashed between getting three kiddos down for naps simultaneously, which rarely, if ever, happened, and the hours the rest of the world was sleeping. The trenches also refers to those early years as an entrepreneur. When you are bootstrapping everything, you're trying to be your own coder and copywriter and editor and designer and strategist and everything else all at the same time. It's the trenches. I don't know of any better way to put it. They are these critical times and they teach us these invaluable lessons Honestly, usually because they hurt more and when they hurt, they stick, but you grow and you get knocked down and you stand back up and no matter what, you just keep going. It's during this time that you learn and find out for yourself if you're the kind of person who refuses to wave the white flag or not. And those are the trenches. And I'd say that they last between probably a year and a half to three years, depending on your business, but it's it's that first year and a half all the way to three years of building your business. And certainly uh, maybe staying in the trenches stays a lot longer when you're raising kids. It's till everybody's sleeping through the night, maybe. But here's the thing. As entrepreneurs, we are constantly being fed mantras like hustle harder, work twice as much as your competitor, work on your dream while the rest of the world sleeps. Oh my goodness, did that last one get me in a lot of trouble because I fed into every line of those. I loved it and I believed it and there's still this part of me that actually does, but I had to add my own caveat. My hustle, my work, my dreams, They will have no validity if they are at the expense of my family. 
there's this quote from David O. McKay, and I've said it to myself truly a hundred times, maybe a thousand times over the decade plus of owning my own business and trying to do all of these things. He said, no other success can compensate for failure in the home. That quote is like my guiding star. So I learned to ask really tough questions of my business. And I want you to ask the same ones. Questions like, is this working for me? Does this opportunity, because opportunities are going to come to us and it's really hard to say no, but is this opportunity helping or hindering my primary goal and my lifestyle goals? Does this opportunity or this goal or this dream lead to an even deeper family experience? You also need to be clear on your goal and why you have it. Often the reason that we actually have the goals we do is because someone else said, look at me, this is what I've done. And we're like, wow, that's cool. That seems like you've really made it. And so we set that goal and we don't stop and ask ourselves, is that goal really in alignment with my lifestyle that I am going after? Now, I don't know where you are right now, but I know for some, your dream business feels more like the enemy that undermines your relationships, your joy, your peace. Instead of fulfilling you, it is taking from you. It leaves you empty, bitter. That is not a dream. That is a nightmare. And you might be living that because there was a time when I was too. I am here raising my hand saying, sister, I have been there. I have been where this dream business turned into a nightmare. And I felt all the guilt because it was creating such an incredible living, and yet I was miserable. I was the breadwinner, and I was trying to be a great mom. My business had grown faster than I expected, which I know is the dream. And I did find myself loving that income, but I was hating who I was. I was exhausted, sad, guilt-written. It was hard to be patient. I was quick to get frustrated. I was feeling bitter. I was not living a dream, and I was terrified of how my children were going to remember me. But it was also, and this is huge, because my goals were not aligned with my values. Now, let me say that another way. If what you're chasing takes you away from what you care about, you will lose. And that's what was happening to me. But we can always change. We are never stuck and never so far gone that there isn't hope left for us. There is always light. I found this video. It's from nine years ago on my YouTube channel. And I'm going to share just a little clip because this is asking my oldest, who this is nine years ago. She is 17 today, asking her about work-life balance. And her tiny little voice, I mean, just I can't even tell you what it does to me considering I am on my last year of getting to have her at home with me. But it was only a couple years before what you're about to hear, that my balance was so off. Things were so hard. I was the exhaustion and the guilt and the frustration and just being available all the time when I shouldn't have been for customers, for clients, for work things. And it was just bleeding into everything. I want to just share just a little clip of this, just just to give you perspective and to show you this journey and, and just to help you to know, like, we can do this, mama. This is possible. 
Hello, I'm Leah Ramalay's daughter, Adeline, and today is Take Your Daughter to Work Day. What are some things that I do that help you feel important and that make it so I can spend time with you? You don't work when I get home from school, and you don't work on Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays. I work sometimes. <laughs> well, sometimes on Friday, but she can't work at night because that's the time when Family Movie Day starts. Yes. So she's not allowed to work at night. Yes. Isn't her little voice just the cutest? To get to that place where I was when we recorded that video and since then, I have had to make huge changes both in mindset and in my organization because I am fully transparent. I got it wrong at the beginning. I didn't have a plan in place. I, I didn't expect for things to go as well as they did, in all honesty. So I wanna share with you here are some of the most powerful strategies that helped me and can help you to create better balance as you raise a business and babies. Number one, charge more. I know that might be kind of an odd one to start with and not what you were expecting, but for real, charging more means taking on fewer clients. If you are one-to-one -one or service-based or anything where you are trading time for money, charge more. When I started out, I was charging almost nothing, I mean, pennies. And then I raised it and I was right somewhere in the middle, right? In the middle of where everybody else was. The problem with the middle is you also just blend in to everyone else. And after this, I was like, okay, we gotta make huge changes. I was the most expensive by a, a factor of multiple. And you know what? It worked great because I didn't need tons of clients. I needed one a week. And that was, that was reaching me to six figures and beyond. So I really am serious, charge more. Number two, make a plan the night before. We do not know what every single day is gonna be like, especially when you are juggling motherhood and business. So have your plan the night before. Sit down and know exactly what the most important progress you could make is. And don't overextend yourself. Don't put too many things on the list. I max out at five because I know I'm never gonna get more than five done. Number three, set office hours. I cannot tell you how much this can change the game for you. Set your working hours. I even post them on my door so everyone can see them. Then if they need me, they can come to the door and they see exactly when I'm gonna be done and when I'm coming out for lunch. And that way, most of the time they're like, oh, okay, I can handle waiting for mom until noon when she's gonna come out for lunch or for one more hour when she's gonna be done for the day. So set your office hours and display them. And then I'm just gonna add on, let your little people keep you accountable. Now, does that always feel fun? Nope. Not at all, but they're the most important thing. And I set these hours so that I would have boundaries. And so they absolutely get to call me out if I am working late. Number four, build systems and automations so you only have to think it through once. One of the hardest things is just sitting down and thinking through, what am I gonna write? What am I gonna say? How do I respond? So do that heavy lifting once for the things that are repetitive and then save them for yourself. I have email scripts. I mean, tons and tons of auto signatures saved for the most common emails that I get so that I can just pop one in, customize it the tiniest bit and send it off. I don't have to sit there and think, what should I say? I have these for your client onboarding, right? Create the most incredible journey you can possibly imagine for your customers. 
and then script it out, automate it out so that it's just a checklist. Boom, boom, boom. You go down the line. Same thing for offboarding, creating nurture sequences. The options truly are endless, but start looking for everything that is a repetitive task and then asking yourself, can I make a system? Can I automate? Is there a way to take me out of this, at least to a degree? Number five, get help. Sister, it is not noble, it is not impressive, and it is not smart to try to do it all on your own. Get help. We need the village. We need the support system. We need each other. Number six, take care of your health. If you are not healthy, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not drinking water, if you're not moving your body, you're not going to have the patience, the resilience. You're not going to have the things you need. And guess what? Your body is going to start breaking down. I say this from very personal experience. In my first couple years, that whole, I don't know if you remember, but one of those mantras that I said was about like working while everyone else is sleeping. Oh, I took that one to heart and I would work throughout the night. I finally got the kids to bed and I would go work and work and work. And let me tell you, neglecting my health like that, if you haven't heard me say it yet, it landed me in an ambulance and it, it really will not serve you. You will be forced to rest if you do not make time to rest. Okay. Number seven, set boundaries. When you're there, you're there. That's ultimately what the boundaries should be. The boundaries are, I am creating boxes so that I actually have more freedom. It sounds like it's counterintuitive, right? You're creating restriction to create freedom, but actually this works. When I'm working, I'm working. I'm not allowing other distractions to come in. I'm not trying to multitask and be a bunch of things. When I'm mom, I'm mom. And all the business stuff is away. It's not there to try to tempt me to get sidetracked. When I'm with my hubby, I'm with my hubby. So set the boundaries. And when you're there, you're there. Eight, schedule in family things first. If you let it, your business will take over your life. That's just how it works. It is a very, very needy child. And so in order to make sure that you have time for your family and for fun, might I add, schedule in the family things first. I'm saying that you sit down and you look at your calendar and you say, what fun things would we like to do? And you schedule them in. So yes, you're also scheduling in the obligatory family things, but also fun things. You're scheduling in date nights and a day at the zoo or going to a movie or a museum, or you don't even know what you're going to do, but it's going to be something fun. Schedule in the family things first. And then now you can see what you have left in your calendar for the work stuff. Nine, time block your day. Now, this is not always going to go according to pan. In fact, a lot of the times it's not going to go according to plan, but when we time block the day, we can get a sense of if what we are trying to accomplish is reasonable or not. Because what you do is you say, okay, these are the three things I'm going to do, and this is how much time I think each one is going to take, and here's where I'm going to fit it in the day. And you look and you say, oh, that works. Okay, let's jump in. Or you look and you say, that does not work and you readjust. I have time blocked two hours today that I am recording podcast episodes. And so I have everything around that block of time. Now, 
if I had tried to move that yesterday, I would have been like, hmm, this doesn't work because I have a dentist appointment and I have a lunch date and I have a pedicure and there are all these different things. But today it's blocked for that specific task. So time block your day and it'll give you a chance to look at it and see if this is really working. 10, start with your most important thing first. Okay, here's the bottom line. We schedule and go into our days as if everything is going to go to according to plan. If you reverse that and you go into your day as if things are not going to go according to plan, then you get a lot more clarity on what you should do first. That most important thing that moves the needle, that helps you to make progress. That is what I want you to start with. That way, if things come up, if something shows up that was unexpected, the school calls and you need to come pick up your kiddo because they have a tummy ache or whatever it might be, you did the most important thing and so you still feel accomplished. And the last one is to give yourself grace. You are doing something incredible and you are doing something that is so, so hard. Motherhood by itself is hard. Entrepreneurship by itself is hard. Doing them together is crazy hard. So please give yourself grace. Recognize that you are going to have a lot of moments where it does not go according to plan. You're not broken. It doesn't mean things aren't going to work. It just means we've got to be flexible and we've got to give ourselves grace. These changes, they allowed me to breathe again and they allowed me to bring the chaos that I was feeling of being available 24-7 and not really as intentional or purposeful as a mother as I should have been, it was able to help me replace that to being able to work part-time, to being able to be that my kids didn't even really feel that I worked because when they were at school was when I worked and they never saw it otherwise. It really helped me to make changes. Now I'm gonna say there are all different stages of parenthood. Obviously, it's very different when your kids are little and they're not in school yet. I remember it was different and things shifted when my kids went to school. It became different again when the kids came home and were homeschooled. It became different again as they got older. You're going to keep going through seasons and that is part of it. But these changes can do so much for you. Now, for any of you who have really small kids, not in school yet, and you're like, but Leah, where do I find the time to work? I'm going to say that you are going to need to outsource, you're going to need to hire help, and or you're going to need to have a heart-to-heart with your spouse and really let them know that you need their help. One of the big things when my kids were still really little was I sat down with my husband and I just explained, I need blocks where I can work and that I need your help to make it happen. And so we had a couple nights a week where right after dinner, I went into my office and I worked till about 10 and he did all of that nighttime routine. And that gave me, I mean, we're talking like four or five hour chunks, which when you have really small kids, that is miraculous. So those are some of the things that that you can do. Here's what I know. Real success is not something others see. It is something that you and I each personally feel. I feel it at the end of the day when I cuddle up with my husband. I feel it when I take a real vacation from my business and things don't fall apart without me. It just keeps operating. I feel it when my kids snuggle up and my mind is fully present with them. I felt it as I built 
these safety nets of savings and paid off debt. And you're going to feel it as you realize you're making decisions that are for your family and not to portray some perception for anyone else. I've also learned that success never comes without helping hands. There is no such thing as self-made. We need to allow others to help us. You're going to have things take a whole lot longer if you try to do it all on your own. It is not stronger, more impressive, or praiseworthy to forgo help. And I'm going to be really, really brazen and blunt and tell you it's foolish. At first, most of us believe that we don't deserve help or we secretly don't want to share our money to get help. Neither is forward thinking and both are going to stunt your growth and your opportunities. So let me ask you a question because we need to just start somewhere. What is the biggest pain point area in your business and how could you set boundaries or simplify the process? Find me on Instagram at Leah Remelay and DM me. Maybe I can even share a tip or two with you. If you've had this conversation about how the struggle to juggle is real, send this episode to that friend with a little word of encouragement. And I'd love to ask a favor. Would you help me by subscribing and leaving a review wherever you like to listen to your podcast? This is a new podcast and your reviews help me spread the word. Here's to ditching the hustle harder mentality and finding a sense of calm in our lives, even amidst the chaos. Until next time, if no one's told you already today, you're amazing.